106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. And uh, for all of you that are listening to us, thank you very much. Myself, Josh Goff, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Larry Unger, with us as well, answering phones. Real quick, Randy, before we get to you, we've already got calls coming in, 303-477-5600. Question of the day, and this comes from a suggestion from several of you as listeners, by the way. The least expensive part that left you stranded or left your vehicle inoperable that's the question of the day think think something like valve stem Mm -hmm. okay so any it could be something that only cost under under a buck even right but yet not working correctly can leave the entire vehicle inoperable keep in mind that uh even some of the the greatest tragedies uh over time space shuttles and so on have come from very very inexpensive what most people would think minute parts Oh, right. um, and yet tragedy can can happen, airplanes and so on. Josh is in that world as well, so you know what I'm talking about. Very true, yeah. I Sometimes mean, it's the smallest of things. Yeah, they always say there was an O-ring on the uh-huh. Space Center Talenter. Uh-huh. And I'm guessing those probably weren't cheap O-rings. No, they but weren't still, cheap. But in comparison still, to the rest yeah. of it, they right. were. So still, if you look at it, even in comparison to the rest of what was there, probably one of the most inexpensive components on that entire rig, but yet failure caused utter disaster. Yeah as we know. So think about that. We'll do those here as we go through these three hours. Again, Josh Goff from Legacy Up in Boulder and also Ridgeline, uh, which is a used car sales. We're going to talk about that today as well with Josh. So before that, though, Randy, you're up next, sir. What's going on? Hey, I had a differential cat and uh, transfer case question, but question of the day, you brought it up and it hit it right on the head. It was it was about a dollar hose. All right. But what happened was the, uh, I guess, the rate, that little hose somehow that was by my distributor, it split or whatever, and this was before I was car savvy, and it soaked the inside of my distributor. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out for me to life me what was wrong with the car, the 72 Grand Prix. Well, basically, you know, we had to change the hose, take the cap off, dry it out really good, and I was on my way. And it was like a buck, maybe two bucks, I don't know. But just one little itty-bitty thing like that, and your car won't start because your distributor got soaked. It's like, well, yep. I'm, I learned my yep. lesson from that one. Anyway... Uh, that differential, I put that. I couldn't get the fluid you asked me to get for the uh, uh, the modifier because the guy doesn't have it and he has to order it in bulk, and I didn't need bulk. So your so GM dealer not. didn't have their friction modifier for the differential in stock. Uh, he didn't, and he said that he has to order it in bulk. He couldn't just get me one. So I did find another one. I put it in, but basically it made it better. But I want perfection. And so I just went ahead and did a drain and fill on it myself, which I'll never do again because I got more of it on me than, well, I probably got about the same difference. But, you know, I didn't have a pair of overalls, and I wasn't expecting that. You know, the siphon was pulling from both ends, pushing from both ends. I was like, I'm not doing this again. 
you know. The guy's crack it open. I'm like, no, I'm not cracking it open because then it's got to be cleaned up like a baby's bottom. Right. New gasket, all the stuff. Yeah. I said, I'm not doing it. I'll just do a drain fill. So, so I did that. And luckily, since, you know, I, you know, uh, after I got fed up with the cycle thing, I found Valvoline, full synthetic, in a bag. I've only seen that in Amsoil, but I was able to get enough of it to pop it off using that bag. Anyway, bottom line is, once I got some full synthetic in there, and it came with the limited slip differential already in the fluid, fine and dandy. Second question, uh, the, yeah, fine and dandy. Uh, the differential, uh guy up here at the dealer, he wanted to clean it out, basically an engine flush and all that, and I'm like, you know, well, I service it regular, so I don't think there's much shaving in there. So I went to the best mechanic in Colby uh, and had him do a drain and fill. So that's all fine and dandy. He's okay. synthetic. Well, cat, uh, uh, that's my question. Man's been out here 20 some odd years. I know they don't make that thing anymore. So where do I find a good replacement when it goes out? And this is a two part question. I mean, can I go to Napa and I won't get the low end, get the mid range or the high end? And the high end should last me for a number of years, 10 years maybe. I'm not talking you, don't, you don't have any emissions where you're at, do you, Randy? No, but the way things have been going, I don't know where I'll be next year. I may be calling you from Montana. Well, again, <laughs> and, and just my own personal suggestion to you, and I know this is probably not what some folks out there would want me to say, but I will say it anyways. Given that you're not in an emissions area now and you may not ever be again, unless that cat fails and plugs up, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, well, that could bring up another question because I've already talked to several, not several, but at least two mechanics when I was in Michigan, for example. Uh, if I were to take that cat off, and actually, it's my guy in Colorado. If I did take that cat off so I'd get better airflow in there, is that going to uh, start throwing off some check engine lights? Mm, on your four, on the Jeep, on the four-liter Jeep? Yeah, nine, 99 Jeep. No. Uh, 99 it will. On a 99 it will? Yeah, it's monitored. Has it got an after cat on yeah, that one? because OBD2. So, oh, on a 99, it does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, well, yeah. So, potentially, yes, it would. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want that problem. So, I said, if I went to Napa and said, you know, I want the best, not high performance, best high quality, would that last me, you know, 8, 10, 12 years? Because this one's been on there for 23. But you're not getting a check engine light or anything for the cat. I wouldn't no, mess no, no, with no. it. Well, I'm saying down the road, if and when it happens, they're not going to, I'm not going to, I mean, unless I go to a junkyard and that's 20 years old again. So, I'm, they're not going to make that cat for that car. Yeah. Well, they'll make universals for quite some time, Randy. Again, I, that's one of those right. where I wouldn't worry about it till you get there. Okay. And then one more really quick one before I go. I see this stuff when I go to the automotive stores. If it says, you know, it's a big old can, kind of expensive, and it says it's a cat clean and this and that. Is that is that snake no, oil? No, you don't need it? Yeah, don't, don't use oil. it. It's snake oil. Yep, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it? Okay. Nope, don't do All it. All right, guys. You're fine. Then. Just just keep running what you've got. And Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the... Trying to buy a part ahead of time to make sure you've always got it. Although, unless it's a you know, unless it's a classic car where you know you're going to have that thing for an extended period, you rarely drive it. You know, and having an accident or a total or something along those lines is probably out of the question. On a daily driver, I am not one to tell you. Other than oil and filters, I am one to tell you I would not buy anything ahead of time because that vehicle could crash and burn tomorrow. Who knows? I would not spend any money on that end of things and again unless it's a classic or something that you know you're going to keep driving you know quite some time i i am not one to say buy parts ahead of time just that's just me um and i'm a you guys all know me i'm a pretty preparedness kind of a guy but uh it, trying to guess what part's going to break and then have that on hand for future use um 
boy, that's if you if you've got that crystal ball, I'd like to meet you. Right. Just saying, Soren, you're up next. What's going on? Well, I was just my answer to the question of the day is I once had a spark plug go out and that yeah. left me stranded in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good one. By yeah, by the way, not a very expensive part, is it? No. But you just got to make sure they're always good. Yeah, good one. No, that's a that's a great example, Soren. Yeah, that's great. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Soren, thank you. Appreciate you listening. That's that's a that's the kind of stuff we're looking for. And uh, yeah, you. I mean, some, I've seen things. Uh, you know, I've seen back in the day. We don't have these anymore because cars are distributors now. But you know, I've seen a rotor mm-hmm. go bad. And you'd think, oh, a what? A distributor rotor? Yeah, I've seen a distributor rotor go bad where it, you know, it'll leave a vehicle stranded. And those were not very much money back in the day. No, they weren't. They were pretty simple. So uh, lines open, 303-477-5600. Don and Littleton, you're next. Hi, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, so I have a 2005 GMC Yukon XL, 5.3 liter, about 271,000 miles on it. Uh, it's a car my daughter drives to the ground. Um, I found out the other day that she's been driving it with a check engine light flashing. Ooh. So I got a hold of it. Yes. So I got a hold of it yesterday. Uh, did some troubleshooting. It had some uh, misfire codes and some injector circuit codes. So I kind of methodically just tried to figure out which cylinder was or wasn't working. Found two cylinders that weren't working. Uh, troubleshot it down to two bad plugs. Okay. Uh, so I replaced all the pl- replaced all eight plugs, and they were all way past due, I guess. Um, cleared all the codes. Now driving it, I've got an oxygen sensor code, the P420. And I looked at my scanner. Uh, both the, you know, there's a bank one and bank two, mm-hmm. and a sensor one, sensor two. All of the sensor data looks exactly the same. It's all, you know, kind of randomly... Uh, going up and down over the voltage range. Okay. But I thought I thought bank one and bank or I'm sorry, I thought sensor one and sensor two are supposed to look different. It shouldn't. If the if the engine's running like it's supposed to, they should be the same, actually, very close to it. Okay, and that's one question I had. So I actually texted you guys that information, sent you a little picture, but I don't know if you got it or not. I have not so gotten I that, no. I did not get that. Well, hang on. I have not checked my text messages yet this morning. I just, I just said it. So. Uh, okay, that's why, because well, I have not looked yet. Know. No, no, real quick, before we, before we move on, because I got one question, just to make sure that we're on the right track. What spark plug brand did you put back in it? AC Delco. Okay. And you said your your code was 420? P0420? Yeah, so that's a catalytic converter code. That's not, a, that's not an O2 code. Yeah, it's a cat, uh, catalytic oh, converter. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that's so, bank one... Cat is what's starting to fail on that, and it probably is gone because it was misfiring, and that's usually yeah, what yeah. takes out a cat. Right? That's why there. that light was flashing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she probably drove it a very long time. Probably. Yeah, and then then that cat. And that's is what gone. wiped it out. That is, yeah, it's shot because there's nothing. It's, it's one of For everybody listening, what happens is when it's running, typically with a misfire, it's rich. That cat's trying to clean all that up. It's overloaded. It's working hard. And if it works too hard, especially with that many miles on it, it's just gone now. It's gone. Yeah. Okay, so is there any way just to verify that that is, in fact, a bad cat? Um, well, g- given the mileage on that car, um, <laughs> I hate to say this, but you're due for all of them. Yeah. 
and that's got two, I assume. Yeah, one usually one on each side, and yeah. sometimes there's a downstream, but it's not monitored, so you don't have to necessarily place it unless it's plugging up. But the, so you'll have you'll get right now you have code P0420, which is bank one. The next code you get is P0430, which is bank two. <laughs> okay. So, so right now you could in theory only replace one, but I think I don't remember if that sometimes they sell in a Wi-Fi with with both cats I on it. I thought they. I think did. that one does have the white pipe with both cats, but then they, it depends on which year and if it was four wheel drive or not four wheel drive. But it hopefully, it's the one where it's both cats on one white pipe, and you just replace the whole assembly. Oh, I see. So you just it's one assembly that's got two cats on it. Yeah, it comes from both banks on the V. You'll and have it all. It has the two cats right after yeah, the exhaust. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking and at a picture, together. and that's how they come. Okay, then that's you know MagnaFlow. There's lots of different companies that make those. Napa will sell you one. Could very well be the MagnaFlow brand and so on, but uh, looks like that part, depending upon who you buy it from and the quality and so on, anywhere from five hundred to a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: uh, Obviously, it probably needs changed anyway because the other one's probably going to go yes. because of the life, yes, the lifetime of the car. Yes. Yeah, there's um, two hundred seventy-one thousand miles on it, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What about a junkyard cat? No. <laughs> no. No, you, know, you have no idea what you're buying. Can they even sell one? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh. Josh, that's a great question. I don't In know Colorado, if they can. I don't think you can. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not so sure here you can even buy that, Don. Oh, maybe I'll be stolen anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, honestly, I'm, your, your particular vehicle, I'm surprised they haven't been changed by now at 271000 because yeah. honestly, if they've lasted that long, you, you've done really well because I guarantee you they have not been efficient for a while. Okay, so I just want to make sure there's, I haven't missed something, I haven't misdiagnosed or missed something that would lead me to the wrong conclusion. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, because for everybody listening, what happens when you've got a misfire, and you know th that those particular spark plugs in your case were not firing, that means we've got raw fuel because the injector's still going to push you know fuel into it, not as much because it knows there's a misfire, but it's still going to fire. There's still going to be fuel going into that cylinder. It's not burning if it, if at all. It's misfiring, so that raw fuel is now going into the cat, which means the cat is working extra hard to get that extra fuel burned because it's its job to do that, and eventually it just gets, especially at 271,000 miles. Even on a new one, though, I mean, you, you could that's why the light flashes. Even on a new car, you can wipe out the cat on a brand-new car, Don, because when that light starts flashing, what it's saying is, stop driving, we have a major problem, we need to get fixed, or you're going to have significant damage. Right. That's what it's saying. And that's one of the things we okay, warn great. people when we put a motor in. If it was a catastrophe, the motor blew apart, it, you might be buying two cats by right. the time we're done. That's right. Because it dumps all the coolant, all the oil. Everything. Right into that cat. And that's right. And they don't come back a lot of times. That's right. So, no, I think so you're, on the, I think you're a, on the right track. Okay. So if this has a uh, secondary cat in the back, how do I know that it's not? Uh, At 271000 it it needs it. But it's not monitored, so it won't. You won't right. get a check engine light from that one. Usually, we just. But do I need to change that too? Is the question. Do you have to pass emissions every year or no? Yes, I do. Then I would, and I would change it. Yes. Okay, if you're going to do all of this, you might as well just change it out, and be done, be ready. Especially if you're going to keep the vehicle and keep driving it. Yes. Okay. Hey, one more question on that vehicle, since I want to keep driving it. It's got that leveling uh, shock system, the electronic. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it is. Yep, the air, the air ride suspension. All, 
it's all dead. Mm-hmm. So how can, what can I do to replace it with not air ride? They make a conversion kit for that now. Uh, is there a certain brand you like or don't like? I was looking on quote Amazon last night. They have a brand I never heard of called Suncor. I don't know uh, that brand. I, I just don't. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know that brand. I'd have to do research on that because you'd have to look at some of the reviews and so on. I don't know that particular brand. Okay. And it looked like this kit came with a couple inline resistors that you had to wire in maybe to fake out the sensors or something. That's it. Yep. That's yeah. exactly right. To make the light go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a perfectly fine fix. Just put in four that's what a lot of those have, have done over the years because the air rides were not super, even when they were new, uh, great idea, but they were not super reliable when they were brand new, Don. Okay, so that's not a problem to do. And uh, nope. How would I research if these, quote, Suncor shocks are any good or not? I don't know. I, I guess just go look at that brand. Go do some, some research online. I've not heard of that brand, so I'm not familiar with that. But I will tell you there's probably a dozen different brands made for that that will all do basically the same thing. Uh, what, where would I find other brands? that you would like, that you know? Uh, great question. Um, you can buy them. I, I don't know that. Does Napa sell a kit for that, Josh, or not? I usually get them from Whirlpack on that one. Uh, yeah, I, so Whirlpack makes some. Don, I, I, again, I, I haven't bought one of those for quite some time. I'd have to do some research on that one for you. Okay, I haven't owned one of those for a very long time, so I, 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 I'd have to do some research. And, and that's another one where you might want to look at doing... You know, buying one of the kits that's got all four, you know, the front struts, the rear springs, the rear shocks, and just do all of them at the same time and update everything. Yeah, this kit had front shocks, rear shocks, and the rear shocks had uh, the low, low link spring as part of it. Yeah, I, I don't think, I, you know, and again, I, well, and do you know what brand it was? They said Suncor, but I don't know if that's the brand of the parts or... Uh, company that sells it. I don't know. Uh, probably the company that sells it. There's a there's another pretty well known brand out there. Strutmaster, it's called. That's, it's a pretty pretty well known brand. It's it's sold all over the place. Amazon included. I'd probably go there versus that Suncor. And that's the direc- okay. the direction I go. We use them on the Cherokees when they start losing. That's so there you go. One of the best conversions for that. Strutmasters. Okay. And the last thing I tried to buy some oil filters for my car from Napa the other day. Uh, for two out of three of my cars, they said they don't sell the platinum filter anymore. Uh, filter. Depends on the, it depends on the application. Yes, it's be, that's true with a, a lot of the filter brands out there, not just Napa, because the, of the supply chain issues, Don. Oh, is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, I bought them in the past, and they said yeah. the, the, part, the counter guy said, we're just not selling those anymore. Uh, oh. Yep. Oh, okay. Very, very much so could be the I, case. Yes. Any trouble using the gold filter? No, they're fine. They work great. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, guys. You helped a lot. Thanks today. a lot, Thanks Don. For- no, appreciate the phone call very much. All right, Brett, Jerry, you guys hang tight. We're going to come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once 
and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself and Josh Goff. Uh, Brett and Frederick, you're next. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. Can You're you welcome. hear me okay? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay. So my, my daughter's got an 07 Toyota RAV4. Uh, those those motors are known to burn a little excessive oil, um, but it's starting to show a little bit of blue smoke when she gets on it. Hmm. You know, I know it's towards the end of that engine. It's got about 200K on it. Um so a couple questions. One is, what can I do in the meantime? She's not really, she's not financially uh, prepared to buy a new vehicle. My advice is to, you know, replace the engine. Would you, first off, what products, are there BG products or other products that might be available to limp along? Uh, Maybe. You know, for however long. How many miles are on it, Brett? About 200. You, you, you could, I mean, it's not going to cost you much to do it. You could do the engine performance restoration. You're in Frederick, even Josh, you know, you're not that far from Josh. Run up to Boulder and have them do that along with a 44K treatment. Might even want to look at a top engine, you know, treatment as well, but really kind of go through that and not going to cost you a lot to try that. And if nothing else, you'll get some time out of it because the other issue you're going to run into right now, and Josh can speak to this, but even finding an engine and getting one for it, you're going to be on some sort of wait list. So we got to keep this thing running as long as we can, even if you're going to go that direction. Right. Yeah. right. So, so that top top end, though, I mean, it's not going to affect anything if it's rings, though, right? Uh, the, the EPR will, yes. The EPR will. Oh, really? And it may really? loosen them up enough right. to get us some time. Again, eventually, yes, you're probably going to have to put an engine in it, but... Uh, again, yeah. a good, you're going to be on a waiting list to even get that done right now. And the main thing with that RAV really? was the oil control rings. They always stuck on those RAVs. So the yep. EPR, if they're worn, there's nothing we can do. But usually they're just carved if, up. If they're stuck, that will help. But the EPR will loosen them up. And you might want to do a couple treatments, so that'd be two oil changes, you know. So you do that the next couple of times, Brett. That, and then I always run full synthetic. Right. In, yeah, in full synthetic efforts. only. That's right. Correct, correct. What's the what's the name of your shop? I, I, I of the shop that you recommended in Boulder. Oh, this Josh is the owner, so it's Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Yeah, give us a call. It's three or three. Um, actually, hold on. <laughs> I got two. One is in my head right now. So three or three four four nine. Zero zero five zero. That's it. I'm picking <laughs> I've been giving out the dealership number all the time. <laughs> Too many That's numbers funny. right now. Sorry. And, if, and Brett, if you yeah. miss that, just go to drive-radio.com and Josh is listed there too. So it's easy. If you're driving oh, or something, perfect. you can do that. Yeah. 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 Perfect. And the, all right. So that's kind of the first question. The second question is when I'm, when she's fortunate enough to get a, to get a new engine, do you recommend a new or a used re- rebuild or just a used do a jasper engine, engine. do the jasper hundred thousand mile warranty 
Uh, they cover labor if there's any problems down the road. Uh, they literally, it's a remanufactured unit, not a rebuilt unit. There's a huge difference between those two names, by the way, and they do a great job. So it's, so it's called Jasper. Yeah, and they're only sold through shops. All right, all right, perfect. Hey, gentlemen, thank you. I, thank you, I Brad. Really no, appreciate it. it very much. Great questions, by the way. We appreciate that. Jerry and Greeley, you are next. A relative of mine has a tire warranty issue. I've never, ever dealt with a tire warranty, so I don't know what standard practices are. But the, it, uh, it varies a lot, by the way, Jerry, on tire, you know, who did the warranty and so on. Okay. Well, these are Hercules tires. The shop that sold them to her three years ago uh, tells her now that they seem to have worn prematurely. I think they had a 60K warranty and that 38K they're near worn out, one of them in particular. Mm-hmm. And so this shop is telling her that she needs to have the tires dismounted and shipped to the manufacturer for examination. In a lot yeah. of cases, that's true. Is it, is yeah. it really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay, that sounded Because what they're looking at is, was there any irregular wear? Is there a shock issue, a, you know, any kind of suspension issue, alignment issue, and so on? That's what they're going to be looking at. And if there is, they, they won't warranty a period. If there's not, they'll prorate it, which means in her case, there's about 20K left. So call it a third uh, left. So they'll give you maybe a third credit towards a new set of tires. And that's probably all she'll get at best. Hmm. All right. I, I went online and I looked at the Hercules warranty statement. And according to that, they say any authorized dealer can make the judgment. I mean, it doesn't say anything about shipping them in, so I, I, I wondered about that. Uh, and I don't have a Hercules dealer, so I, I, that one I can't. And Josh, same, I can't speak to that, Jerry. I have no idea how they do it. I just know it's pretty common. I've dealt with that with Goodyear and Michelin, where we had to ship them in before we got full payment. Right. Well, Not, or prorated payment. I mean, I will tell you right now, at 40k roughly versus a 60k warranty, just go buy another set of tires. You're for the hassle you're going to go through to try to get even some kind of discount on the next set. Go find your best deal on another set and buy them. You'll be ahead time wise. Okay. As afford to as a, as opposed to dinking around with trying to figure out, you know, if you're going to get any warranty out of these or not. And that's what we did with those. Was we put a new set on, shipped them in, and just hope, hope that a check. Hope came you got back. some credit. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That, Okay, well, that sounds good. Thank uh, you, gentlemen. You're very welcome, Jerry. Appreciate it very much. All right, Vic, Jerry, you guys both hang tight. We'll come right back. One line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that 
that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fix It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Some auto repair shops will claim they don't charge a diagnostic fee, but they will add the cost to their total amount of the repair later. The team at Extreme Auto Repair prefers to be upfront about their diagnostic fee because they want to earn your trust with transparency. A true diagnosis provides real value to the customer, unlike what some shops refer to as an inspection. Extreme Auto Repair has ASC certified master technicians on staff, the highest level of training, who will spend the time it takes to accurately diagnose the problem. As part of their diagnosis, they will duplicate the noise you've been hearing so they know exactly what's wrong, taking your vehicle on a test drive or putting it up in the air in one of their 20 service bays. For an electronic issue, they will do more than just plugging in the scan tool because that only gives you a code identifying the location of the trouble. It doesn't tell you the cause. Call Extreme Auto Repair in Parker now for an accurate diagnosis, 303-841-1071. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, and we're asking the question of the day, the least expensive part that either uh, had your vehicle fail, stranded on the side of the road, wouldn't run, whatever the case may be. Somebody actually Facebooked in a uh, car died in the middle of the road, I-70 near Lakeside. The nipple fell out of the top of the inside of the distributor cap, so it wasn't contacting the rotor. Found a screw on the side of the road, put it into the spring, and at least got going. So you could get it fixed. But I, by the way, I'd seen that back in the day numerous times. That actually was more common than you think back in the day with cheap ignition parts. Oh, yeah, it was. There were some parts I would not use back in the day because of known problems like that. So Vic and Thornton, what's going on? Um, I'm going to try to attempt to uh, 
changed the serpentine belt in my car, and I've never done it before, so... What are you driving, Vic? It's a uh, 94 Saturn. Okay. And uh, I just need some tips as to what to do and tools and so on that I might need. And, and, and for all of you listening, every vehicle is a little different, typically, which is nice. Most vehicles, you have to look at this one to see, but most vehicles, there will at least help you be a, a uh, diagram, usually under the hood, kind of on that, that front radiator support area. Typically, there's a diagram where if you get lost on how the belt is supposed to be routed, Vic, it will give you a picture of what the correct routing is. It's really helpful if the, if the belt comes flying off and you had no reference beforehand. In your case, with where at least being one on there now that helps what i would also do is just for everybody listening by the way if you've never done these before take a picture of the current belt and how it's routed even though you might have a diagram on the front i would still take a picture and most serpentine belts and i don't know on this saturn specifically but most of them either require some sort of a wrench to loosen up the you know that most of the tensioners are spring loaded so you have to take the tension off the belt by re, you know by actually moving the tensioner itself back typically that's done with a half inch drive um, ratchet or breaker bar or sometimes there's a special wrench ford used a special wrench on a lot of their vehicles i don't remember on the saturn i think that one's just a half inch drive is it not it's a 14 millimeter oh there you go 14 millimeter so it it is the sl1 with the 1.9 liter? Right. So if back by the alternator, you'll see a pulley below the alternator. That's where the tensioner is. You get on that center bolt in the middle of the pulley, and you turn twist. it clockwise. So you twist it with a 14-millimeter wrench or a 9-16-millimeter wrench, and you'll overcome the spring, and that's right. how you get it off. And that releases the tension on the belt where you then can usually slip it off the alternator. Vic is normally what you do. Um, okay. That's typically because it's the smallest pulley and usually the easiest one to get to so you slip it off of that then you can re then you can let go of that tensioner momentarily you know while you're doing the rest of the belt removal and then putting it back on and then when you put it back on you just do all of this in reverse you get everything all ready to go you get everything up against the tensioner you get it close to where you're going to be on the alternator and then you reverse what what we just talked about you you know take that tension I shouldn't say that. You add tension back to the tensioner at that point because it's unloaded. We're going to load the tensioner back up, get the belt and everything back on. Now, as you go through all of that, also, depending upon the mile of the vehicle, look at all your pulleys, the idler pulley and the tensioner to make sure you don't have any grooves or anything that looks weird. Otherwise, you're going to put a belt on it and still have problems. And with higher mileage, I'd put a new auto tensioner on it. Anyways, they're cheap enough. Okay. That sounds like great. All that available at Napa, by the way, as well, Vic. Yeah, and there's not much. It doesn't look like there's much room. I, I suppose they're tight. The wrench. Yeah, they're, that's just how they're built. They're all tight. Yeah. These are knuckle busters, by the way, so wear gloves or something, too, if you can. Yeah, thanks for the tips. You're very welcome, Vic. Have a great afternoon. And they're not that hard to do, folks. It's just uh, take time. Uh, I mean, typically a good technician can change one of those out usually in, in an hour or less. Uh, but if you're doing this for the first time at home, you know, plan on two or three hours just to give yourself plenty of time and don't get rushed and just take your time. Also, one thing we should have mentioned as well uh, is good light. Mm -hmm. So make sure you've got some good light and not just a flashlight, but if you've got any kind of, you know, light that you could put in. There's a lot of, of handheld fluorescence and things like that that you can use, uh, LEDs, handheld LEDs now. Uh, just good lighting helps a lot so you can actually see where that belt has to be rotated and so on. And it can get really confusing on some vehicles. Six-liter Ford, for example. 
Those things are a pain in the rear. <laughs> no, yeah. They take longer than an hour even for a regular guy. So, anyways, just a side note. Jerry in Denver, you're next. Hello, yeah, Jerry. Uh, hi there. I have a 2001 Toyota Land Cruiser. Just did about a 300-mile trip. Okay. Uh, went out yesterday to start the car when I put the key in the ignition. It was as if I was putting it into nothing. I could turn it right, left, um, didn't do anything. So my question is, is there any way to start that car? Do you get any lights, anything on at all when you turn the key to either oh, yeah, accessory or the start position? Yes, everything. I've, you know, when you... There's lights, there's battery, okay. there's... Okay, you just don't... There's no crank when you go to crank it, there, is what you're saying. There's there's nothing. I mean, it's truly like putting the key into an empty can. Okay. And you don't get a click or anything out of it, right? Don't get a click. Don't, don't, I don't get anything. Okay. And um, I tried three keys thinking, well, maybe something was faulty with the key. So two things. So that you could try next would a make sure battery cables are good clean you've got no issues there because even though it's running the rest of the car it may not have enough to actually engage the starter solenoid to turn it over if all that looks good and it's it looks you know clean and the connections are good and so on this is a two-person uh attempt to get it started and it may or may not work but you would normally have somebody in in the crank position and you take a hammer, claw hammer, ball peen hammer, whatever, and go out to where the starter is and just tap on the side of it while somebody has it in the crank position and see if it'll start. And see if it'll start. Because what, what happens is sometimes the brushes will not make contact. They get in a particular spot on the armature, and by you sort of tapping it, it will get those back into, into play, I guess you could say. They make contact again. Now that one's in different because it's got a it's got an interesting solenoid that can also fail at times. But again, sometimes by just wrapping on that starter, it will engage some things. If this does work, well, now you know what your problem is. Okay, but it it's so strange that when you put the key in the ignition, there is just it feels like the ignition is gone. Like there's no spring action to it, or like there's there's nothing. There's it's. It just, there is nothing in there. How you normally, when you put the key in the ignition, you get some friction in it, you turn it right uh -huh. to start it. Right. There, there is nothing. Well, and this, it could, and it'll go all the way to the start position, right? When you turn the is key. Is it spring loaded into start position? No, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like, you know, I'm putting it into uh, mm -hmm. oh, a can of Could have a bad ignition switch. Yeah. Because that's where the spring is on that model. Yeah. Could have a, yeah, the switch and you, could be you bad. Won't start and that would be the case too, then. Is there any way to unlock the steering wheel? Because I can't even... So when you turn it to the out. even the on position, the steering wheel still locked? Yes. And then you've got a problem either with the lock, the assembly. lock assembly, the tumblers, something in, something in the column is, is not right. And, so you'll have to tow that. Yeah, it's pretty common with the Toyotas for the lock assembly to go, but usually you can't turn it at all. Right, it not this. It won't move. Right. But if you can't get the steering wheel to unlock, that's in the lock assembly and not the ignition, the electrical side. It's in the mechanical side. Now, also to kind of maybe get this to still work, Jerry, is as you're turning the key, move the steering wheel back and forth some, kind of jiggle it back and forth okay, as yeah. it's in that lock position, see if that does anything. Okay. But and, uh, there's no 
No, I mean, no I doubt it will, but it's worth trying. But if that doesn't work, no, tow it. That's all you can do. Yeah, I mean, the only way... Just tow it. Yeah, yeah. you have to take half the... Come here, I'll take the wheel and everything all off of it and get in the column. Yeah, we have to take the whole column halfway apart to yep. get in there. So okay. that's a big job. And there's there's no way to start it. No. No, because no, this... even if you did, you still got to get the column loose. Yeah, and this is the, the, the V8, right? Yes. Because the starter's in the find it. Because the only thing you can do is try and jam a pry bar down there and light it on fire because you're going to hit the electrical I side was thinking uh, six-cylinder, so no, you're, right. you're, you are correct. I, that's yes. like the year it switched. Uh-huh. That's why I was asking because, yeah. That's correct. Good call. Okay, it sounds like uh, I have a problem. So what I would do, though, is, and I don't usually recommend WD-40 for the locks, but when I get one that's dead, I spray it full of WD-40, and I start playing with that key because I would, I hate to take them apart in the parking lot or drag them in. Right. I like sure. to get one more start out of it, get into my bay, because I know I'm going to spend an hour or two just getting in there. So I always try that. That's my last, last, last resort. resort. But I don't You're use, not going to hurt anything doing no. that, by the way, Jerry. It's already dead. It's already broke. You're just trying to get that one, one start, to, get start it, out of it. to not pay the tow One bill. last start <laughs> out of it. So WD-40 <laughs> and ignition. And yep. what that does is it gets everything lubed up in there enough that sometimes you'll get one of those pins just to move a little bit. Just enough. And it'll it'll unlock the column, and you Great might get idea. one more start out of it. Great but idea. do not do that on normal locks because it will, you know, okay. it's yeah, more it's harmful in the yeah, long right. run. But when it's already dead, then you're not hurting this you're one You're not hurting all. that one. Okay. Thank you, guys. Good. I'll, I'll try a couple of All right. Of no, thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Company. Thank you very much. Good call on that, too, Josh, on the year split. I should have thought about that. Guys, hang tight. We're going to be right back. Uh, one line open, 30. Well, not anymore. As soon as somebody drops off, call us, 303-477-5600. But otherwise, we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass 
fiberglass repair services offer limited warranties or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Carl in Lakewood, you are next. Go ahead, sir. Hi, John. This is Carl. I was um, I had a couple of questions about a car I was going to look at. Sure. It's a 77 Cadillac Seville. Okay. Uh, it's got a 350 Oldsmobile engine, I think. Um, the thing I was worried about, I read that it had the first electronic fuel injection uh, system in an American car. And I'm wondering if you're familiar with that, if it's something I should you know, avoid or... Yes. Uh, I know some people converted them to carbs. Yes. Uh, yes and yes. I mean, it depends on what you right. want to do with the vehicle once you get it, but they were they were this quasi-fuel injection junk. They didn't work. They were garbage. They didn't work back when they were brand new, and they're not going to work today. So you'd recommend either avoiding it entirely. I mean, this is going to be a you know, weekend Car, you either got, yeah, you either got to change things back over, and then of course now you've got to pass emissions, which you have to on that vehicle, even though you can get classic. You know, you can't even get classic plates on that because that's a seventy. That was my other question. Yeah, you can't get seventy five and older is the only thing you get classic plates on. So you got to get regular plates and do e tests. So that's like a no go all the way around. Wow, that's probably why somebody's selling it. By the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's got a bunch of cars, and I think he just wants to pair them down, but. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize it had to pass smog. Yes, it'll have to. Have, if you live in this area, which you're in Lakewood, you'll have to pass smog, yeah. yes. All right. And is that a complicated uh, process, if I could find somebody to do it, to convert it 
back to carburetors or convert it to carburetors. It's not complicated, but finding somebody to do it is going to be a hard part because there's very, very few shops, A, that have the technical ability, you know, B, have the old guys like us still in the shop that will actually take the time to do it, and then also finding all the parts to get it going is the other thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, no offense, I, there's better weekend cars out there than that one. <laughs> Literally. All right. I mean, man. I'm talking That's even some of the, I mean, for example, Carl, there's some, like, even some of the, you know, early 2000 Buick LeSabres and some of those types of cars, which are decent weekend airport type cars, they're still around and available, and they're actually decent cars. Yeah, I just always like that body style. I, I, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I'll give you that, but it was probably. those were not the best cars. In fact, they were crappy cars. All right. I mean, I, I grew up in that era, and you know, wasn't, didn't matter whether it was a Cadillac or a Buick or whatever. And the Buick didn't even have that. I mean, the the Cadillacs were worse. But I can remember those cars, even getting some of those cars traded in, uh, you know, in the early '80s, where if it was cold outside, wintertime, good luck on starting one. You couldn't. I'm not exaggerating. They were junk. Wow. All right. Then. I'm surprised that car survived all this time. To be honest with you. All right. Most of them ended there up in the junkyard. No, there's not. There's, and the reason why there's not many around, it's not, it's not because people collected them and then have kind of hit them away. It's because they were junk and most of them got crushed. Yeah. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. All right. Well, thanks for the uh, input. Sorry. I just can I can think of better classic Carstone. All right, then. Okay. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. Sorry to, uh, sorry to say that. But anyways, Bob and Golden, what's up? Hey, John. Uh, got a question. Got a uh, 2016 Ram 1500, uh, 5.7, uh, 76,000 miles on it. And over the past uh, two years, it's kind of developed that Hemitech. Mm-hmm. And I've been real religious on changing the oil about every between 45 and 5,500 miles. Okay. Uh, the factory says you don't have to do it till 8,000. Yeah, and they're totally but wrong, I, but you're, you're doing it the right way, so that's good. Okay, yeah, and I use Mobile One or Pennzoil. Um, okay. Ultra Platinum, um, you know, with the standard 5W20 oil, and just seeing if you have any suggestions or ideas on that, whether BG's got a product, you know, that might help that out a little bit, or, you know, if this is something I should work, I, I plan on keeping the car for, you know, another 10 years, but I'm wondering maybe you should uh, you have any ideas or suggestions on that, so. I would try an MOA in there, the motor oil additive from BG. Okay. Um, I think the direction heading is it's probably going to take a motor because I, I just did two this week. One, you know, needs a motor, and it's going to be two months before I see it. So, wow. And the other one's wow. at the beginning of it. You know, they're not having misfires or anything like that yet. But it just, that's kind of how it starts, you know. It can last a while, so that's why I'd be running full synthetic like you already are okay. with an MOA in there. And that's about the only advice I can give you on that motor, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, it recommends 5W20. I wonder if should I use... There's nope. Two nope. Nope. Do, do not vary the weight on that one at all. Because okay. especially it, if it has the sensor in it, it will start yelling at you for changing the, ah, the weight. Okay. Just, just leave it like it is. Got it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. I, I know what to, to do Okay, well, thank you very much. All right, Bob. No, thank you very much. Todd in the Springs, hang tight. We'll get to you as soon as we come back from this top-of-the-hour break. We do have a couple lines open, 303 
477-5600. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. We'll be back. We'll talk about that as well. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, of course, and Larry Unger. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.